Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New Year. That's right. Yeah. It seems like it's been... God, I don't even remember the last time I talked to you. It's, it's been a long time. I think it's been about three weeks. Yeah, I, I looked and it was the 12th yeah, uh, yeah. of December was the last time that we posted an, an episode of 78 Degrees. And, and for those of you that have been sitting there thinking, what the hell, man? Sorry. Um, <laughs> Christmas <laughs> turned up. We, yeah, Christmas turned up and we both had, you know, we live five hours apart from each other uh, time zone wise and just figuring out when we could actually sit down and have a conversation to record for you uh, was really, really difficult. And so we just kept putting it off. Yep. And here we are. It's the 2nd of January, 2019, or as they would say over there, in the year of our Lord, 2019, uh, over in England. And, uh, you know, Richard and I are, are are back at it, so happy time zone, Richard. Happy time zone. You do realize you've now set us completely up and now expecting us to have so much to say that we're going to have so much to cram in this episode. You know, this is going to be one of them episodes where it's they, they're expecting <laughs> loads of information to find out about what's been going on. You know. All right. Well, then let's uh, let's try our best not to disappoint. Um, I got a a card game well my wife got a card game for christmas cool. that i wanted to talk about um are, are, does your family sit down and play like board games yeah, and we, card games and stuff like we that we love it over here um i've got one that i want to talk about as well actually there's two i want to talk about um but yes awesome we we do play those sort of games awesome uh this one is well she she was never a cat lady my wife but then I said, hey, let's get cats. And now she's like, she likes cat decorations and, <laughs> and things like that. Oh, and she, she she wears like, uh, like you know, skirts and stuff yeah. that have like cat prints on them and things like that. Just just like, she, I, I don't know. She, she likes this style. And uh, somebody got her cat lady, the card game for Christmas. And she and I sat down and played it on New Year's Eve. And... That game is really, really fun. The whole point of the game is you've got like this three by three square of nine cards that are out on the table and you reach out and you grab either a row or a column of those cards, whatever, whatever you want, and you add those cards to your hand. And some of the cards will be costumes for your cat. Some of the cards will be cats. Some will be food. Some will be toys. And... The point of the game is to have as many cats as you can and have all of the cats fed the food that they like. So uh, you'll you'll pick up Mr. Butterscotch off the off the the table and uh, he'll only eat tuna and milk. So you have to have tuna and milk in order to feed that cat. And at the end of the game, if you don't have like if you have like uh, a cat that's not fed that re reduces your score and so you really have to think about okay if I take this row then I'll get these two cats that are worth a bunch of points but I don't have the resources right now so I have to look over at the uh, the the draw pile and see how tall 
is that draw pile because when it gets to the end, that's the end of the game. And uh, if you, you know, if it's a thick draw pile, then you could probably look at it and say, you know, I bet you if I get these two cats, I could probably get the food that I need to feed them by the end of the game. So there's a lot of strategy in it. Yeah. And it's, it's really fun and really fast too. like uh, an average game, I think, was 15 minutes, maybe 20 oh, minutes. Cool. Yeah. And uh, that was with me, my wife and my son playing it. Uh, so that was a third and it plays up to four people. Nice. It's really fun. Nice. Well, one of them I want to talk about is also about cats. Um, and not the, the feeding. That's weird. That, yeah. Yeah. It's another cat game. It's not the feeding cat either. It's, uh, it, the game is called exploding kittens. Oh, I've played this. Have you? I don't remember it, but I've played uh, it. It's amazing. Well, it is a card game, but we, we all downloaded the app for our phones and it, and it changed the game completely because you get sound effects, like some of the dumbest sound effects <laughs> you could ever imagine. Uh, and my kids love it. Like there's, uh, to reminisce or reminisce to do try and do a sound effect for everyone on the podcast oh boy uh, here one we of, go one of them goes kitty cat but but you know it's things like that they, when you play these certain cards and um well my kids absolutely adore this game so we 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 downloaded that we got it on our ipads and our, and our, our phones we've been playing that and the idea is not to get the kitten that's exploding so you draw cards from the the draw pile and you have certain cards that will either shuffle the deck, and the idea is to send the exploding kitten to a different to to an opponent, and make them use their diffuser up, so they next time they go round they can't diffuse the exploding kitten. Um, and when you do get an exploding kitten, you can then put this this exploding kitten back in the deck, or in your own place, and that's that's had a lot of fun over the Christmas period with us playing that. Um, and the other one, my daughter got Labyrinth for Christmas. Um, Based on the movie? Um, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie, but... Wait, you've never seen the movie with David Bowie, Labyrinth? No, I haven't. Um, I feel like this is going to be okay. another one that I've got to go see, or I've got to see. Uh, I don't know. It's a classic, but um, it's certainly a movie of its time, mm. <laughs> which was the 80s. So, but go ahead. so the idea is you're given a set in, a set of cards and you turn over the first card. You don't show anybody. You turn this card over, you look at it, and you have to um, get your character token to the certain piece of treasure on the boards. But the only way you can do that is by moving certain parts of the boards, the labyrinth, to aid you in your way, also blocking opponents and things like that. Again, that's also had a lot of fun playing playing over the christmas period so those two games exploding kittens and um labyrinth have been kind of the, our christmas go-to games this year uh but we, yeah we are a family that love card games uno and things like that are some of our favorite i i remember when my daughter was quite young we had a version of uno that we would play and what you would do is when it was when you had to draw um you would that we had this contraption and you would push a button yeah, yeah. and it would spit a card yes. out at you but every so often it would spit like 15 cards yes. out at you and we always thought that that was really really cool yeah. um i can't remember what it was called but i i, I take it you play that yeah, that yeah, version I played that as well one. I, played, I played many different versions but that one's definitely the best because you can 
when you put down the, the card that makes them the opponent have to pick up so many, instead of them having to pick four up, they have to press the button like twice or four times. And it just <laughs> yeah. chucks cards out. It's a, it's brilliant, yeah. Yeah it's, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Um, oh, the other one that you must try, um, again, um, it's called um, Double. Double is a card game that you need to... to it's Double or Double? Do- double. Like two... Uh, yeah, like two things. Um, okay, let, double. Let me let me find it because we'll link this as a um, as a card game that I recommend people must play. If you can get this in America or wherever you are listening to this, this is a card game that's hilarious. So um, let me. This is the UK version. If you can't get this run jump, we're going to send this to you so you can <laughs> so you can have a go because I think you need to be able to play this. So this the idea of this. It's very. Um, I mean, it's kind of a, a, a different version of Snap. But instead of just Snap with playing cards, this has a, a load of cards that are, are circular and they have pictures on them. And every single one has a picture that matches another one. And in the double instruction uh, manual, you get like four or five different mini games to play. So one of them is, um, I think it's the well or something it's called. Uh, I can't remember the names exactly. My, my wife is in the kitchen. She'll probably shout at me the names probably in a second. Um, can you just pass this double? <laughs> they are live, live, live for everyone. So yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, so you get these cards, and um, for anybody listening, this is what I'm opening. I'm opening Come the rules. In. Um, and the idea is the well. Uh, you you stick one in the middle. And everyone, then you dish out all the cards and you have to basically be the first person to slam your card on by matching a picture. Uh, not exactly every single picture, just one picture onto, on top of each other. Oh, um, I played a game like this when I was, like with regular card deck. What the heck was it called? Um, so, oh my gosh, I can't remember. It's a, it's a card game that, that we would play as kids. Yeah. Like... Um, and you would try to have the most matches, right? Yeah. So the idea was you would try the the idea of the, the this one is you'd get rid of your cards first. So you'd be given a load of cards and you'd dump them in the middle to get rid of your cards, but you couldn't put a card mm-hmm. down. War. Yes. You ever play War? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I know. I know the game. I haven't played it, but I know it. Yeah. I, I know. So I think I think what you're describing is is War just with pictures. Yeah. Instead of just a regular deck of cards. Well, my favorite one, and is great once you've had a few gin and tonics, is called Hot Potato. <laughs> and the idea of Hot Potato is you share out one card each, and on the count of three, you turn this over, and everyone around the table, you have to pass your card to another person. And the idea is to literally end up with no cards. So you're literally scrambling around everyone else's trying to dump your card on someone else's by shouting like some of the pictures are on there are um, a cat or something. If you see someone else with a cat, you go cat and chuck it over to that person who's got the cat and then you're you're, you're out. But the idea is to be out first. So, yeah, what I'm going to do is I'm going to we're going to see if we can pick up another set and I'm going to I'm going to send you a, 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 a version of this because it's brilliant. Honestly, well, let me see if I can find it here just in the States yeah, first yeah. because, you know, shipping, oh my God, is so expensive. Highly recommend it. It's so much fun. If, you, <laughs> if you're listening going, oh, I want to try that. Try, honestly, it's it's not very expensive, but over Christmas, those three games have brought probably the most fun. Normally, we do the classics like Monopoly or something like that, 
I know you're a big fan of Monopoly Run Jump. Ew, ew. <laughs> um, we did get Monopoly Cheater Edition, and if anybody's listening can actually explain how that version works, then please hit me up on Twitter, because I've got no clue. We we tried to do that on Christmas uh, Day, and yeah, we all struggled to work out how Monopoly Cheater Edition works. I've never heard of it, <laughs> but um, hopefully somebody gets a hold of you yeah. and lets you know. Um. You know, there's a game that we've played probably every year, and we didn't play it this year. I just kind of forgot about it, probably because we had a bunch of new stuff. Um, but have you ever played a game called Pit? Pit, no. Okay, so this is what I uh, refer to as the yelling game, <laughs> because there's a lot of yelling to each other. So basically, everybody plays. Nobody has turns. Everybody plays all at the same time, right? Okay. And you have uh, these cards, which will have things like um, oranges and apples and uh, wheat and coffee and all of all of those kinds of things. And you want to get your hand completely filled with all of one object and no other objects, okay. right? And so. At the beginning, the, if you get the good version, it comes with a bell. If you don't, then you have to go buy a bell <laughs> or, or somebody just yells start. But uh, it works better having, you know, one of those bells that are on the counter at a at a retail shop or something. Um, so you, you deal out the cards to everybody and then whoever's in charge reaches forward. They hit the bell. And once they hit the bell, everybody starts trading cards. But you can't tell the other people what cards you have or what cards you want. So let's say that you and I are playing and my wife and your wife are also playing and um, like we're sitting across the table from each other. I would hold up two cards and the two cards must be matching. And I would say two, two, and somebody else at the table would also yell out two and you make eye contact and you trade the cards with them and you look and see if you got the thing that you were looking for and you keep doing this oh, wow. until you have a full hand of all oranges or all uh, cocoa or all coffee or whatever. And it is incredible. And, and once your hand is filled with that, you want to be the first person to hit the bell again. So you reach forward, you hit the bell and everybody says, Oh my God, I only had one left or, or I was going for this. What were you going for? You were going for that. No wonder we couldn't like two people yeah, or yeah. keep trading the same cards back and forth. And they're like, you just gave me these raspberries. I don't want them. <laughs> you know, we uh, it's a really, really fun game. We didn't play it at all this year. Uh, I'm going to have to rectify that because it's super good. We play a lot of rummy, actually. Me and my wife play a lot, especially on holidays and things like that. Play a lot of rummy, uh, gin rummy, that sort of st uh, stuff. Uh, we, we do like a good card game. I mean, I used to play poker a lot when I was younger. Um, so we used to, I used to sit down with mates and we used to have poker nights and all that kind of stuff, which was always good fun. Uh, but yeah, me and my wife, we, we do sit down every now and then. We'll, we'll crack out a few games of rummy or we'll play Scrabble. I mean, I'm used to Scrabble. I can barely spell, spell my own name, let alone words on a Scrabble board. Um, but it's always good fun to be able to. And I, I think as much as I enjoy computer games and love sitting in front of my PC, you can't beat sitting with your family playing some board, just shouting at each other in, in board games. It's brilliant. Yeah. My daughter does not like 
board games really at all like she just despises them she (laughs) finds them to be incredibly dull and my son likes a board game but at the same time he looks at that as time away from a controller and he's like oh i don't know if i want to play this right now every time that we sit down with him and start playing a board game he always has fun yeah, but at the beginning, he's always like, oh, I, "I'm not sure if I want to do this because I could be <laughs> doing other things," you know. And so there's always a little bit of a struggle there. Yeah, um, r- games for kids that are really good. Uh, King of Tokyo is a fantastic game uh, that is fun for adults and kids. Basically you are playing as monsters trying to take over the city of Tokyo (laughs) and you attack each other from, if you're outside the city, you can attack each other or you can attack the person inside the city. There's a whole bunch of weird rules and strange cards, but it's really, really fun. And that's another game where, uh, the games are over pretty quickly. And I think those which is weird because I spent probably the most money on the incredibly complicated European style board games that go on for three to four hours. But I think my favorite ones are the ones that are over in 15 minutes and then you can start again. Yeah, yeah, Um, totally. Yeah, those are really fun. One that I got for Christmas, I I still haven't even opened it. It's uh, sitting here. It's called We Didn't Playtest This At All. That's the name of the of the card game. I haven't opened it because we, we had so much fun uh, with the cat lady game. Uh, it says a completely ridiculous card game for two to 10 fun seeking people. And then on the back, it says enclosed as a box of pure chaos. You might win because you're short or lose because a dragon ate you, but don't despair. The next game is just moments away. Uh, now updated with 2018 era jokes. So <laughs> this is, <laughs> <laughs> it says that the time to play is one to five minutes. Oh, nice. So I, I'm I'm interested in checking this out. Haven't gotten around to it yet, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, have you ever played Flux? No, I haven't. No. I've, oh I'm man. Lit- as we're talking, I am. I, I if anybody ever watches me live, will know when I'm <laughs> googling something because my 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 big monitor literally lights lights up my living room. It's ridiculous. You can always tell when I'm <laughs> I'm looking at something. Um, Flux is a game where the rules change okay. as you play. It's really, really fun. I recommend it. There's a lot of different versions mm. as well. I think we have like a Back to the Future Flux. Oh, and, cool. Um, yeah, they've got they've got like themed ones that are really, really fun. Yeah, we've we've done um, Cards Against Humanity. That's uh, th- not with the kids. I hope no, 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 not with the children. Because uh- good God, I played that with my wife's <laughs> aunt, and we were just like don't know if i want to hear her say these things <laughs> we've um because they originally originally an american game and we've got friends who've got the american version but we've got friends who've got they did like a british version because there was some of the stuff on the american version that when you play it we just don't quite uh, get it's like the, the the jokes aren't catered for for the british public uh but they did a british version and yeah that was quite ridiculous we we found out what true characters of people are when we played that night. It was like you know there there are some, and I'm I'm not going to go into to, to any yeah, of them. Please don't. But you <laughs> you really did find out who was a true human being and who had a soul, 
that was that, you know that didn't want part you know any part of that game but yeah cars against humanity is probably the, the thing i find with that everyone raves about it and i can understand why it's a great game but i do find that once you've played it two or three times that's a pretty much for me that's about it if that makes sense because you yeah you know it does kind of lose its appeal yeah so um mm-hmm. there's a game that very reminiscent of cards against humanity i can't remember the name so if anybody is listening that remembers or that knows this game uh please let us know uh what the title is you can email us and i've forgotten our email address i think it's 78 degrees at no it's that's not it it's um i'm opening it up right now (laughs) (laughs) we haven't done this since december I know it's been a while. I'm an old us. man. I can't remember things. He is old. It is uh, 78 degrees podcast at gmail.com. He knew that. He was just testing podcast. you. Lot. Yeah. So uh, if if you've heard of this game and you know the title, please let me know. Uh, this is a really weird game. And it might be just as offensive as Cards Against Humanity. And the way that you play is you have two types of cards. You have phrases, and then you have accents. And you have to take the phrases and match them with an accent. And in order to play it, then you have to say the phrase with the accent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And they're they're pretty offensive phrases to begin with. So it is... It is, uh, you know, along those same lines of a card game for horrible people. You know, it's very, there's a lot of hilarity that happens. I would not play this game with people that I didn't know very well because, you know, somebody might hear me say something in this game using an accent and they'd be like, well, that's, that's clearly racist, Bill. And I'm like, well, but it's just this game, you know, and, you know, I, it just just like when you play a card in Cards Against Humanity and you don't really mean those things. It's just because it sometimes shock factor is very funny. And yeah. I I, 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 <laughs> I like playing games like that from time to time with the right people. Very much have to have the right people there. Is the card game called Utter Nonsense? Yes, that is the name of the game. There you go. There you go. So feel free to not email us unless you want to email us uh, about uh, your favorite card yes. games or board games that you like to play with large groups of people. Again, that is 78degreespodcast at gmail.com. That's mm. a 7 and an 8. Those are the numbers not typed out. 78degreespodcast at gmail.com. I'd like to know if there's any really sore losers out there. Like what do you mean? we're talking Monopoly flip the board if they don't get Mayfair. That level of sore losingness. I'm I'm gonna interrupt for a second. What is Mayfair? Oh sorry, it's uh <laughs> Park Lane Mayfair, no. It's like two it's, no. it's on a Monopoly board in uh, in Britain it's the two most expensive oh. it, it's like it, the, the key points of Monopoly apparently. You know, I Yeah, uh, in uh, in in the US it's boardwalk and I can't remember the other one. It doesn't matter. Monopoly is a horrible game. Yeah, um, I, that, there's there's always <laughs> like over Christmas you get the sore losers, like the ultimate sore losers. And I'd love to know out there if anybody did flip the table over Christmas because they they couldn't win <laughs> their favorite card game or something. Um, I actually have a question for the listeners. 
Um, oh, shoot. I'm currently in the process of quite possibly, maybe, yes, we'll be entering a half marathon this year. So for anybody who's not sure, that's just over 13 miles of running. Apparently mm-hmm. that's something fun. Um, and what I want to know from the listeners... I've is, done it. It's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Um, what I want to know is what what songs would listeners recommend on a running playlist? Ooh, that's great. So let me ask you a question. What What do you tend to listen to when you run? Because I can't listen to music when I run. If I do, the, the, the pace of the music... Mm causes me to either slow down or run like a maniac and then i tire myself out i have no internal pacing device if there's music playing so i tend to listen to books when i run right so what Uh, do you listen to i mean i have said that your voice is amazing while running um it's like your 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 the the switchcraft podcast is incredible to listen to while running um not only is it a very informative podcast you have a great (laughs) voice for 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 running uh, but I mainly listen to when I'm out doing the runs. I mainly listen to hip hop because of that kind of constant beat. There's a, normally a constant beat in hip hop. Um, and when I'm doing my cool downs, I normally listen to rock music. Really, really weird. Um, but that's kind of how I am. I, I do love running to hip hop music. Um, I've always sort of ran to hip hop music and things like that. But um, I can I sort of flit between rock and hip hop is kind of what I run to. Um, mm-hmm. I have tried classical music. That's quite an interesting way of switching off from the world. Um, but it doesn't last very long because I normally get quite bored of classical music. Gotcha. So I, I'm going to tell you something and you're going to think that it's really, really weird. Um, I used to be in the army and there is nothing that motivates you to run like army cadence (laughs) do you know what army cadence is no i feel like i'm about to be told though okay so basically when you're in the army and you're marching or you're running someplace you are doing this in formation and in order to keep everybody in formation you sing while you run right yes yes so yes there'll be a guy off on the left hand side of the formation and he will sing a line and then the formation sings the line back kind of like a call and response and so they'd be like here we go here we go on the left on the left you know and they sing yeah. back and forth as they run and uh, as a couple years ago i was i would go to i work at a school i'm a teacher and i would go to the weight room at night at like 10 o'clock at night and i would run on their treadmills there and I would go and I would run on the treadmill and I would watch a show on my iPad. Mm. And sometimes that would keep me entertained enough so that running wasn't too much of a chore. But any time that I started to feel like, okay, I've had enough. I don't want to do this anymore. I would go on um, iTunes and I would play some Army Cadence, and there's all kinds of Army Cadence stuff, and I would listen to that, and immediately I would run faster, and I would run better. And I don't know if it is something that the Army, or just the military in general, like, I don't know if they've done experiments to figure out that this works, but there's nothing that I can listen to 
that will motivate me to run as well as as uh, military cadence. And it's really strange. It's really strange. I'll have to give it a go. I, I, I've kind of got my playlist. I'm, I'm only doing 5K at the minute or 3.2 mile um, currently because we're, we're, I'm, I'm now about to start my training over the next few weeks. Um, there's a, a local half marathon, or it's actually a marathon, but they do, on the day, they do a 10K, which is just over six mile, do your half marathon, and then they do the full marathon as well. And it's quite a grueler. It's quite rural. Um, where I live in the UK, we have, um, we do have some quite rural parts and it's quite hilly as well. Um, so it's not, it's one early enough in the year for me to have a goal set to. Cause if I, if I say I'm going to do it in like October, it'll either never happen or I'll forget about it and be on holiday or something and not train for it properly. But this is in April, which gives me, the next sort of three, four, three and a half months to really get knuckled down with the training. And it also helps me uh, lose a bit of weight again. So it's, um, but yeah, um, I have bone conducting headphones because we're not allowed to use in-ear headphones or over-the-ear headphones. And this time of year, I use my big over-the-ear headphones to keep my ears warm when running. Um, but we bone conducting headphones are allowed because they, they leave the ear exposed so you can hear if there's traffic around you and stuff like that. So... Um, but yeah, no, it's it's hip hop. But I'm going to give Army Cadence a try. We'll see what happens with times. <laughs> um, I would recommend if you're going to give that a try, um, don't have it interspersed throughout because it's going to screw <laughs> you up. You're going to want to have like, just do one run that's only Army Cadence and have another have another playlist on backup. If you get the first mile and you're like, yeah, this is terrible. What is wrong with him? Um, then, <laughs> yeah, then then you switch over. But it, it it also just might be because that's when I did the most running when I was in the military, and I always found it easier to run in formation than I did like on the PT test. Uh, I could run all day, yeah, in formation. When I get to the PT test and the physical training test, and you have to run a certain distance in a certain time. I would always run slower than I did in training. And it's because I didn't have yeah, yeah. a group around me motivating me like, oh, well, all I got to do is stay next to this guy's shoulder and I'm all set. Like I said before, I have no internal pace. Yeah, I can't pace myself. So I always burn out real quick. And then I'm like, whoa, I'm going to die. Um, when I ran my... When I ran my half marathon, I didn't even plan on it. No. I was I would just go to the school and I did it on a treadmill. Right. I would just go to the school and I would run and like my runs were getting longer and longer and longer and then one day I had done a 10-mile run and I looked and at my watch and I said, "You know, I can probably do a little bit more. I'll go another mile." And then I did an 11-mile run and I was like, I can probably do 12 miles. And then I just kept going. And then um, I looked up, I, I took a quick break to look up what a half marathon was. And I was like, oh, 13 point whatever miles. Sure. I can do that. I'm almost there now. Um, have you, what's the furthest you've ever run? Uh, just over six. Have you ever, have you hit the wall? No, no, I've, okay. I've, no, I've never hit the wall yet. Um, do you know what hitting the wall feels yeah, like? Yeah, I, 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 from people who have spoken to me about like hitting the wall, I, I kind of know. 
I say I've never hit the wall. I've never hit the wall now, now that I'm fitter uh, and stronger. Um, when I started running again last year, um, when I was, I was at my biggest in January last year, I was just over 16 stone. So I was like, nobody knows what that means. Um, let me find out in, uh, in whatever you, whatever you call it over there. You know, we, we have it in a real, real weight. Uh, it's about 101 kilos is what I weighed last year. Okay. So that would be, uh, one kilogram is 2.2 pounds. So that would be 220 pounds. But yeah, about 220 pounds. That's what I was weighing this time last year. And I set a goal out to lose. Um, I wanted to get down to 14 stone, which is a, which is just shy of 200 pounds. Um, I've crept up again um, over the course of the Christmas period and, and just before, before I changed jobs. Um, but now that I'm fitter and stronger than I was this time last year, I, I don't hit the wall. This, this time last year when I went out running, I was hitting the wall quite a lot because I wasn't fit enough. Now I can go out and do my five, my six, seven K or my three, four, five miles quite comfortably. And I don't hit that wall, but I've heard people who've run marathons and half marathons and they say, you know, there's a certain wall around the 10 mile mark that some people hit the nine mile mark where people do hit it and it is hard work to get through. But if you get through that wall, you normally are right on the other sides. Yeah, and it's exactly right. Um, I I didn't know about it, <laughs> <laughs> so I was running, uh, and I'm running along, and like my fingers mm. started to feel like tingly. I was like, "What the hell is wrong with my fingers?" And then my hands were like numb, and I was like, "What the what is the problem here?" And so I asked the cross country coach at uh oh, we just lost you. Uh, I, I asked the, the cross country coach, uh, at our school, I said, dude, what, what is up with this? And he goes, Oh, that's hitting the wall. And then, uh, once he explained that all you got to do is just keep running and you be all set after that. And, uh, he was right. It, it worked. It worked real well after that. I was like, you disappeared. If anybody, if anybody's wondering what happened, uh, or what, everything just went quiet for a second and run left me and left me on my own. I started crying in the corner. As, as he does every night. Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. No. So yay for the, so, uh, anyway, as I was saying before, um, when you hit the wall and your hands go numb, just keep going and eventually yep. you'll break through and you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's this year. It's a half marathon year. It's training and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's a good year. Um, ah, uh, yeah. So hopefully. Well, there you go. Um, I feel like we're ending unceremoniously, but we're already at 36 minutes. Uh, what else do we want to mention before we move on to the next episode? I don't think there's any, I think we should keep everyone in suspense for the next episode. All right. So listen up people be in suspense. <laughs> all right. That's all you got to do. We're not, we just sit there every once in a while and think, I wonder what they're going to talk about next time. Cause guess what? We don't know either. No, that's the joy of this podcast. Oh, but if you want to suggest something to us, you can. Yes. And how could they, what's the email address again? <laughs> oh, uh, that's 78 degrees podcast at gmail.com. There you go. He's got it. Yeah. yeah now yeah, both see, of I us did it know first it. time. I, I, unlike you I had to look it up. I did have to look it up, although I, I I will say this. 
you did just hear it 10 minutes ago so <laughs> but i've got the memory span of a fish a goldfish which is like three seconds who are you uh i don't know anyway but you see uh whoever we are mm-hmm. we will talk again next wednesday and we'll post that uh if you guys want to interact with the show 78 degrees uh podcast at gmail.com and zap where can people find your stuff you can find me doing my stuff over at twitch.tv slash that chap zap that's zap with z-a-double-p because apparently still people put one p well that's how you spell zap just so you're aware (laughs) no though i spell it correctly you're all wrong Uh, okay fair enough uh run jump stomp spelled (laughs) correctly at uh dot com oh man we are just butchering the end of this show aren't we oh let's uh let's let's say bye all right goodbye see you later dude